your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a, I would call it a fun episode, but it's it's... It's not going to be too fun for Tommy and I. Uh, we got an episode full of challenging conversations that need to be had. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the sort of the transition of the St. Louis Blues, you know, from the the older core into the younger core. And as much as that's been fun this year, with that comes some uh, difficult decisions that are going to need to be made down the road of who do you stick with, who do you keep around, uh, and who do you part ways with, and that could lead to guys like David Perron. Uh, moving on from the St. Louis Blues, or if they wanted to stick with the older guys, it could be a guy like Billy Uso moving on from the St. Louis Blues, or believe it or not, maybe the most popular guy on this podcast lately, Ivan Barbashev with a contract expiring next season. So definitely a lot of uh, question marks surrounding what the Blues are going to do in terms of you know their core moving forward and big decisions to be made in this upcoming offseason and the one after that so we're going to be getting into all of that and more but first want to thank anyone and everyone out there who's making locked on blues your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms all right tommy so we got into this a little bit last episode uh at the end um or maybe it was two episodes ago i don't remember uh billy huso is a guy that has been playing above what was expected of him this season and has been a really solid piece for the st louis blues and really has you know Helped their record a lot this year uh, with Jordan Bennington, you know, being injured and having COVID uh, and just being a little inconsistent uh, here and there. One guy that's really, you know, come in to save the day is Billy Huso was maybe the weakest link, close to one of the weakest links of the team last season and then turns around and is one of the strongest players on the team this year. Uh, That being said, you know, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not the Blues should sell high on Billy Huso and say, hey, look, we got you know, Jordan Bennington as our long-term starter. We got another young guy in Billy Huso. Uh, a lot of teams out there in the market for a starting goalie. Is 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 it? Does it make sense to move on from Billy Huso while he is playing the best hockey of his career uh, with the assumption that this is the most you could ever get back for him in a trade? I think it does, Josh. I think there's a lot of things that go into this, obviously. And one of them, as we talked about on last podcast, I think is, Billy Huso's inconsistency. So over the course of his career, uh, he's, he's kind of been up and down in terms of save percentage. Like one season, like like we're looking at right now, he's got uh, he's got he's ten games in, and he's got a nine thirty three save percentage, right? As opposed to last year, where I think he played seventeen games and he had a save percentage below nine hundred. So it's very like I said on the last podcast, you either you get the highs and the lows, and not a whole lot of in between with Billy Huso. And when it comes to a starter in the NHL at the at the goalie position, I feel like you want a guy that's more even keel. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons that Blues fans ran Jake Allen out of town, right? I mean, that's a harsh way of saying it, I feel like, but it's kind of what happened. Um, the, the fans weren't happy. Like, the performance against Minnesota in the playoffs was top-notch Jake Allen, some of the best we've ever seen. And at times, we saw that as well with paddle saves and highlight reel saves. And other times... Uh, it wasn't anywhere close, and it was the woes of December it, going into January. I feel like that was always the months that that he struggled with that transition. So, I I I don't want to 
count my chickens before they're hashed, but I would not be surprised to see Vili Huso go down a similar road solely based off of uh, his historical statistics. Jordan Bennington, the last three seasons, as unimpressed as most Blues fans have been with him, um, he's hovered right around a 9-10 save percentage in all of them. I think it was 9-12, 9-10, and 9-06 this season. So that's not even counting the Stanley Cup run where he had a 9-27 save percentage. So if, if you're looking for consistency, Jordan Bennington is that guy, even if he's consistently trending downward. I, I think this season he still has time to bounce back, and I think having Vili Huso in the fold will help him there and push him to be a better ber- version of himself but at the same time, Billy Huso is going to be a free agent after the season. The Blues probably aren't going to be looking to sign him because I'm assuming he would, one, he would probably want to sign somewhere else and start. And two, I don't know if the Blues have the cap space to send at, at the lowest, probably two, two and a half mil on a backup goalie when they're paying Bennington six already. So like I said, there's a lot of variables at play here. I agree a, a thousand percent with the idea of riding the hot hand and giving Vili Huso more starts right now, but I would not be surprised and I would actually encourage a Vili Huso trade uh, before the deadline. Definitely a double-edged sword, you know? It's it's nice to have a really good backup goalie that has some youth to him and has a cheap contract. Like, that is a dream in the NHL. But the flip side of that is, you know, you'd, you, you, you would hate to lose him for nothing, Um you would hate to just, you know, have him go thrive somewhere else. And, and, you know, you could have maybe made him the centerpiece of a trade that improves your team in the long term. But the the flip side of that is he's been very important for the St. Louis Blues this year, whether it's been when Bennington's been out um, or when Bennington just hasn't been playing his best. Like, as we've seen lately, Craig Ruby's going to a rotation, which basically means they're going to a bit of a 1A, 1B situation. And I don't know if you do that with a guy like, I don't know who their backer would be, Joel Hofer maybe. Um but the, the flip side Chucky of that is sideburns. Yeah, the, the flip side of that is the Blues do have guys in the in the in the wings that like if you if you're trading Billy Huso, you're not like you're not turning to a nobody and you're gonna have to be starting Jordan Bennington, you know, eighty five percent of the games here on out. They have players that can fill the role um, that you know Billy Huso filled. But the the flip side of that is it could be a decision that comes back to haunt the St. Louis Blues, especially if Billy Huso, you know, continues his progression and becomes like an elite starting goaltender in the NHL. If you just trade him for like a rental or something like that, it could be a bit of a frustrating move. Um, But I, I definitely agree that, you know, unless things change, unless for some reason the Blues aren't sold on Jordan Bennington as their long-term starter, um, you know, that's really the only scenario I could see them sticking with Billy Huso um, if a good trade came up. But if I'm the St. Louis Blues, I'm not trading him for a rental. I would trade a guy like Billy Huso for a long-term, uh, hopefully fix for this team, a guy like Jacob Chikrin or you know another piece that you're not just going to bank on staying around for this year, and that's it. Because like we've been saying, the whole issue is that the Blues got a lot of contracts up in this season, next season, and they got a lot of guys that they're going to have to make decisions on. Um, and yeah, Billy Huso, you know, getting rid of him for a rental would be great this season, but then all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at back a goaltender, a position th- that a lot of teams have a trouble, have trouble filling. Um, it's, it's like I said, a double-edged sword. I wish it was as simple as like, oh yeah, you know, Billy Huso for Jacob Chikorin, everyone's happy, woohoo, but <laughs> one for one, call it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that simple. Um, and it's definitely something that we're going to see play out pretty, pretty, you know, uh, surface level here for the Blues moving forward, depending on how much they go to Huso, how how much trust they put in him, 
how well he plays, how well Jordan Binnington plays. It's really like something that wasn't even a question until recently when he started playing as well as he did that, you know, this wasn't even a debate that we've been having. So it's something we're going to have to monitor and, and, you know, stay on top of um, because I still don't think it's, you know, a guarantee that he's going to be commanding starter minutes and this and that. Um, it's been a, it's been a good stretch for him, but he could fall back down to earth, like you said, with that inconsistency. So it's something that I think is going to be monitored pretty closely here by fans, by us, by the organization and management and all that um, as time moves forward. Uh, and they're going to decide what to do there. But speaking of uh, big decisions, I know we got a message on our Facebook page about one of the most surprising players in the St. Louis Blues this season, maybe the most underrated player in the NHL in Ivan Barbashev and uh, the unfortunate question mark of his upcoming contract renewal and whether or not it makes sense to trade Ivan Barbashev. Yes, you heard me right. We're so selling you, high on both of them. Just clean house. Yeah, right? you, you heard you heard me right. Um, potential Ivan Barbashev trade question mark exclamation point clickbait. Um, we're going to be getting into that and more in the second segment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. If you think Philly Hoos is going to get traded, or maybe you think he's going to start for the St. Louis Blues and put up big numbers, put your money where your mouth is and check out betonline.ag. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, Tommy. So I know I didn't see the message. I know you mentioned it. Um, we got a message on Facebook basically saying, hey, Ivan Barbashev, he's been really good, uh, which he has been. We've talked about that a lot. And then the second half of the message got a little a little spooky and they said, hey, Ivan Barbashev needs a new contract soon, and he is not making a lot of money. This team might not be able to afford him. Do you trade him? Um, and with that you know, comes the question of, what direction do the Blues want to go? Do they want to fully embrace the youth movement and maybe move on from a guy like David Perron? Um, or, God forbid, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, who's also going to have a contract up in the same season. Uh, there's definitely a, a question mark there that, similar to Billy Huso, you know, because of their recent success, all of a sudden these guys that you thought were going to just be, you know, random depth signings are all of a sudden looking like they might command some uh, pretty significant uh, chunks of change. Uh, and it might, unfortunately, make sense in a certain scenario, you know, a scenario where the Blues do want to stick with more of their veteran core, um, and they think maybe Ivan Barbashev's season was a fluke flash in the pan, where maybe not this year, but maybe in the offseason, next trade deadline, if they're not having too much success, maybe a guy like Ivan Barbashev is a guy you look to move on from before he just walks away for nothing. As much as we jest about the idea of, oh yeah, we're going to trade our top goal scorer right now after he's having a career year and all that I do think it's a good question because like you said his contract is up in 2023 uh Ryan O'Reilly's contract is up in 2023 and obviously so is Vladimir Tarasenko's now you may be in the group that doesn't think Vladimir Tarasenko is going to resign here uh but there are some people who think Vladimir Tarasenko uh would want to resign here so if you're taking all of that into consideration there's there's gonna have to be some 
some not so fan friendly moves made to allocate all of that cap, right? Because I think if I checked correctly, Ivan Barbashev is making two point two five average annual value uh, this year, and as we've seen this season, he should be probably making I would say four or five, maybe a little bit more, depending on. I mean, he's he's entering the prime of his career, so he's probably going to want to ball out on probably long term and max money he can, right? Um, so if he's looking for that and you want to show him that, hey, we appreciate everything you've done for us, we believe in you as not only uh, a bottom six guy and a grinder and um, one of the identities of the St. Louis Blues for um, the last couple of years, but also the offensive prowess that you've shown this season. We don't think it's a fluke. We want to bring you back. I think that's a good idea for the Blues moving forward with their core as they get younger. He's only 20, he's only 25. I think he'll be 26 when his contract is up. So it's a perfect time to resign the guy to a long contract. On the flip side, you've got Ryan O'Reilly, who I think is hovering right around 30. How long do you want to keep him around? Is he, is he worth keeping around as he starts getting over the hill in terms of age? I think his, his game is going to age amazingly. But if you bring Barbashev back, if you bring him back, uh, I don't know if you have room for Vladimir Tarasenko. And then at the end of this season, um, you've got David Perron. So that's even earlier. You've got to make a decision on David Perron. And as we've talked about on this podcast, he's kind of struggled this season after having a career season last year. So it's like, what do you get there? Like I said, there's going to be some difficult moves that have to be made. Um, I do think it's in the Blues' best interest to build around and with Ivan Barbashev in the fold. So I, I like you were talking about, before we started recording, Josh, I think that's one of the guys that um, you figure out how to make that happen and then let the chips fall where they may. Um, especially with, can you imagine a line of Barbashev, Cairo, and Thomas in the foreseeable future as as the main core, like top top six guys for the St. Louis Blues moving forward? I mean, that's that's beautiful to me. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a scenario where like it would make sense for a team to trade a player like Ivan Barbashev at a time like this, um, you know, a team that's sort of in a different, um, a, a different window per se. Uh, but th- with the way that the blues have been playing this year and with the way that the youth movement has really taken over, Ivan Barbashev has shown this season that he should be part of that core, uh, that the, you know, the next, the next wave uh, for the St. Louis blues. And, you know, as good as he's been this season, uh, it's not like he's progressed so much over these last few years that, like, he's going to command a big, you know, first, second-line type player contract. Like, as good as he's been this season, um, it it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, them go out and try to go after, like, an extension with him this offseason, you know, beginning of next season before, you know, he kind of goes off on another tear next season. Because, like I said, as much as he's been good this season, there have other – there have been – many more seasons where he's kind of carved out who he is as a player um, and has been good at other things. And then this offensive explosion has kind of come on as of late. So I don't think it's really going to be, I don't think the Ivan Barbashev contract is going to handcuff the blues. And like, that's really the only time I think you can justify trading a guy like him where you got like a significant plan in place and you got one guy that's the odd man out um, who's going to request a big contract and you don't need to justify you know, paying a guy like that. Um, if the Blues were in a different situation where they had a bunch more young guys that were going to be commanding big contracts and 
you know, like I said, Ivan Barbashev was sort of the odd man out, then I could totally see like, yeah, like trade him for something else. You know, we've got our core in place for the future. Ivan Barbashev is a little older than what the Blues are doing, blah, 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 blah. But I don't think that's the case right now. I think he's a guy that's proven that he can play anywhere in the lineup. Um, sort of a jack of all trades for the St. Louis Blues. And then this season, the offense, you know, comes on as the cherry on top. But I think he's more valuable than just his offensive game. And I really don't think you can afford to lose that just because, you know, he's due for a contract. That's what happens is guys sign a contract, a bridge deal, play really well, and they get paid, you know, and you're going to have to make decisions of which of those guys do you pay and which of those guys do you move on from. And if I'm Doug Armstrong looking at this team, looking at Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas and the youth of this roster, and then you're looking at a guy like, I'm not going to say it's going to come down to this, but if let's say theoretically it's between Ivan Barbashev and David Perron. Obviously, that's not what's going to happen. It's not that simple. There's a lot more that goes into it. But if I'm looking at this, right, but it could be. If, the, if there's a situation where you're saying, okay, 25, 26-year-old Ivan Barbashev, who has just started to ascend into his prime, or a guy like David Perron, who might make a little less money, um, you know, towards the end of his prime, the end of his career, but you know what you're going to get out of him, with the way that this roster is made up right now, you go with Ivan Barbashev. It just makes more sense to me. It fits the timeline more, you know, when that when Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas are hitting their primes in, you know, three-ish more seasons. You're going to want a guy like Ivan Barbashev, who is on the tail end of his prime at like 30 years old. And unfortunately, not a guy like David Perron, who might be retired, you know, by the time that Ivan Barbashev is, you know, making that big money. So it's a tough, tough question. And it, I think it's similar to the Billy Huso situation where, it's so unexpected and like, you don't really know what you're getting out of Barbershop long-term just yet. Is this a fluke? Is it not? I think it's gonna be something that again, just depends on how he finishes out the year, what he wants to do. Um, and there's a lot more that goes into it behind the scenes. Um, and I think in the third segment, we're going to kind of try to wrap all of this up and come to a sort of consensus on the direction we would like to see the blues go in. A lot of moving well, forward. Oh, what do you got? My, my final thoughts on Ivan Barbashev, And I think, um, that you were kind of touching on this a little bit, but I think in terms of value, what he brings to the team is that identity of a bottom six guy. And he's been a bottom six guy for the majority of his career here with the St. Louis Blues. And this season, he's just turning it on offensively. If you're playing devil's advocate or you're sitting at home, uh, we're talking about a career year for Ivan Barbashev, talking about his ascension and the start of his prime. If you're sitting at home, thinking to yourself, there's no way this dude is ever going to score 20 goals again. He's just having a fluke season. It's weird with COVID and pandemic and all this stuff going on right now. He'll he'll fall back to earth next season. I think if you're Doug Armstrong, which I don't know if Doug Armstrong is thinking like that, but if if you're Doug Armstrong and you're looking at Ivan Barbashev and saying he's playing out of his mind right now, he's having a fantastic season, I don't think he'll will ever see a meteoric rise from this player ever again. Maybe it does make sense not to move him because he's going to handcuff you in terms of salary cap, but to make sure that you maximize the return for him before he does fall back to earth. And I feel like Billy Huso kind of falls into that same conversation, right? Like if you're, if you think this is the best that Billy Huso ever has to offer, and at some point he's going to fall back down to um, the player that the player that struggled in the AHL at times and was a little bit inconsistent. Maybe it is the right decision to maximize the return for him when he's playing the hottest. I think uh, that's a question that Doug Armstrong is going to have to ask. The scouts are going to have to ask, and it's definitely got a very difficult answer. So I'm glad I don't have to answer it, but 
I, we're just throwing all the thoughts here. Yeah, this has been a very, like you said, we've thrown out thoughts. It's been a very jumbled episode, you know, tough conversations for sure. And unfortunately, most of the questions have been like, well, I don't know, because it's true. We don't know. These uh, rise of Ivan Barbashev and Billy Huso have been so unexpected that like you can't really make a solid statement on what we think the Blues should do moving forward. You know, it's, well, if this happens, then this would make sense. But if this happens, this would make sense. There's so much that goes into it. Uh, We're going to do our best to sort of wrap up all these thoughts and try to make it concise. And I don't know. Uh, In the third segment of today's episode, so stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy. Uh, Where do we go from here? Well, um, Look, I, I just want to say final thoughts on the Ivan Barbashev thing. You know, we talk about him. Oh, if he falls da- back down to earth, blah, 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 blah. Ivan Barbashev falling back down to earth, still a really good player. You know, it's easy to forget that Ivan Barbashev comes to this team, you know, started when he was 20, 21, 22, immediately carved himself out a role in the bottom six and did a really good job of it. You know that Ivan Barbashev falling back down to earth is a great two-way grinding forward that any team could use. And that being said, you know, he's shown one season where he can produce offensively and that's not going to command a huge pay raise. So it's like, you know, what's, what's the difference financially in the Ivan Barbashev of last season versus the Ivan Barbashev of this season? It's, it's a couple million dollars, you know, it's not like you're going from like his $2.25 million contract to like a $10 million deal. He's still a guy that's going to be getting like middle six money. Um, so even if he does fall back down to earth, I don't want the Blues to part with the Ivan Barbashev of last year, much less the Ivan Barbashev of this year. So bottom six Barbashev compared yeah. to top six. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's as simple as we can try to make it in a twenty-minute episode. I'll, I'll just say that I Is think there's going to be a lot Barbashev of Barbashev still worth four and a half or five mil. Bottom six Bozak was at the time. It didn't so look like uh, at the time it didn't look like it. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where great, you know, you move on from him. You, you'd rather not pay Ivan Barbashev $5 million to play in your bottom six. Great. Who, who the heck are you going to replace him with? Um, making like what, you know, a million, million and a half less. It, it's, is I don't think the drop off in talent from moving on from a guy like Ivan Barbashev would be worth saving the extra chunk of change. You know, if the blues are right up against the cap and literally cannot afford to reassign him, then that's another thing. But you know, if you're the St. Louis Blues, you're looking at Ivan Barbashev and you're looking at his age, you got to make make some things happen to be able to fit a guy like that into your fold moving forward. Um, and I think and I hope that the Blues will, especially, you know, with his chemistry with Buchnevich and all of that. Um, but I don't know. It's <laughs> it's definitely uh, up in the air for sure what, what's going to happen. Um Trying to concisely wrap this one up, we got about a minute or so left before we. So I've I've got a question. Yeah, here for, we go. For for the folks at home to simmer on, okay. So we always talk about building up and loading up for the Stanley Cup, right? And going on a cup run, and that's the whole reason why people make trades at the deadline for rentals is because they want to build up for the cut run and cup run, and then just dump them afterwards, right? So I think when you took a look at the two guys that we've been talking about on this episode. Barbashev, obviously, you are 1,000% better off to make a run through the Stanley Cup with him on your team than without him. So even if the Blues do end up trading him, like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to sign a long contract with some money to boot and be a part of that next core because he's at the right age for it and he's entering the prime of his career. That being said, take a guy like 
Billy Huso, right? And if you've seen my tweets, you probably already know my thoughts uh, on where I think Billy Huso is at in terms of a goaltender. But I just, I don't know if I ever see him being a starter. And I, he, I think he'd make a great backup because like if he, if he just comes in for like 20 games or 30 games or whatever it might be a season um, and plays solid and he's got, he's just kind of shown that he's streaky, right? And so for me, the question comes down to, and maybe it's not this simple, but how much does he move the needle for you to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah. Right? Because I, like if you if you think that Billy Huso is capable of taking this team on a Jordan Bennington like run through 16 games, setting records left and right, uh, posting like a 945 save percentage or something ridiculous, by all means, keep him around and he'll lead us to a Stanley Cup and we'll go marching down Main Street again. But I don't have that faith, so I think I would be comfortable with moving Billy Huso, moving Chucky Sideburns in as a serviceable backup. He doesn't have to be a world beater. It doesn't have to be a 1A, 1B type scenario. We can move Chucky Sideburns in as the backup, as a solidified backup, lean on Jordan Bennington, but go out and get a defenseman because I think that moves the needle a lot more than right. Billy Huso yeah, does I, in one way or another. Yeah, that's that's sort of my takeaway is like I think if you're going to move on to Billy Huso, like it does make sense. You know, you got a guy like in Jordan Bennington who even if he's playing worse than Billy Huso right now, you've seen more consistency out of him. You know what you're going to get. You can be confident going into, you know, next season, the season after that, the season after that with Jordan Bennington as your starter, unless, you know, things, unless he has as meteoric of a fall as he did arise, which I would be shocked, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. He hasn't it's, posted a fun fact about Jordan Bennington. He hasn't, in his career, he hasn't posted a season below a 900 save percentage since 2010, 2011, I believe in the OHL. So yeah. So that's kind of consistent, cool. consistent for sure. Um, yeah. It's, it's brought up a lot of good uh, sort of like, in, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like began, began to follow a lot of different threads that, you know, are slowly poking, you know, poking out of the, the woodworks here. It was like 15 different analogies I just combined, but whatever. It's late. <laughs> Unraveling. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Starting to follow, you know, two or three different threads that just have slowly begun to unravel. And like, we have no idea what the, the full pic, the big picture looks like. And, you know, those are decisions that have to be made with a hockey team. It's, it's guys, you know, do you stick with this guy? Do you move on from this guy? Whatever. Uh, not going to have the answers yet. I think the rest of the season is going to be huge. The playoff push, playoff run, hopefully, you know, unless they get bouncing four or five games again, um, no. will be Fine. huge as well for determining what direction the Blues goes go in. But it's a good problem to have. Be like, do you go with this really good player or do you go with this really good yeah. player? Maybe it's maybe it's as simple as if you can get a D-man, get him and move Villy. If you can't, keep Billy because you're going to That's my him. that's my that's my outlook. If you get it if you get someone that you think can actually help this team not just this season but kind of mesh with your core moving forward, I think you do it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure we're going to be having these conversations uh, a lot more this week, next week, next month, next year because uh, it is an ongoing challenge for the St. Louis Blues, you know, fitting all these guys into their rosters. But uh, it's fun being able to talk about it. That's for sure. Fun being able to speculate. Um, so want to thank everybody out there so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way, you know, you get notified whenever we upload a new episode. Plus, 
subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that notification bell. That way you can watch us live and watch my dad walk in and steal the blanket from under my butt while I'm in the middle of recording and, you know, me not miss a beat because I'm an amazing professional at what I do. I was course. just about to say that. <laughs> um, you can only watch moments like that on our YouTube. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to us there. We just recently passed 100 subscribers, which is awesome. Uh, make sure you follow us on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook, at LockedOnBlues. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter, at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.